0: talking about the new Pixar movie Brave uh, which is their first foray into a female character a female lead and they had a female director early on who so was, it was promptly fired who was fired it was <laughs> going to be about girl power and then uh, that that got fired so you can kind of feel that in the movie
1: <laughs> you think so uh, I mean, granted, she does save save the kingdom through the power of sewing, so... Right, like, there is that. It does feel like this movie is a little bit, like, 20 years too late. There is still sexism in the world, but it's not the kind of, like, I'm going to force you to marry someone and... You can't oh, have a you, job, kind of. Sexy. You realize
0: this was not supposed to be set in modern day. They were no, trying I understand for. understand uh, that the it was, it was older times but was they were in.
1: It's supposed to be for children, and it's supposed to tell little girls they can do whatever they want or whatever. Right. And uh, I don't think that the kinds of limitations that they're implying in this film are that that's not how the glass ceiling works anymore. It's not because your dad told you to do something. It, uh, it might be for about.
0: So, you know, 12 year olds and under. Well, so they, they might think the, the anime. Animating... The
1: 12 year olds should listen to their dad. Yeah, that's I mean. true. <laughs> so this is to telling kids to be bratty. It was not uh, actually clear to me how old she's supposed to be in I this story. I think
0: they danced a fine line with that because it's probably period appropriate that she's 14 or something, and yet if you came out and said, You're 14, get married! that would sound creepy um, in, to modern audiences, so they just. Left which is why out. they usually cut that line in Romeo and Juliet, which right.
1: specifically says you're
0: fourteen. <laughs> yeah. So they they avoided the issue, but I'm going with fourteen.
1: They also kept saying betrothed and not married. And right. I was like, Are they gonna have like a four year engagement? <laughs> or
0: something like that. Yeah. Overall the movie felt less inspired than any other Pixar movie I've seen.
1: Well, Now, hang on. Cars 2 did just come out last year, which set the bar extremely low, and so I feel like Brave is at least sort of uh, coming out out of that hole that they dug for themselves on the last one. It didn't seem like a a horrible money grab um, like Cars 2, and uh, Cars 2 also sort of had the problem of Completely disregarding everything from the first. Cars. Small town America. <laughs> yeah, take life slowly, and then let's travel across the world and shoot rockets out of our international you know, race, <laughs> fast as you can go. Um, so, Brave was not the the the, wor- the terrible pandering and product placement and and toys that Cars Two was. I mean, Toy Story was great as much as that <laughs> was like an advertisement for toys. Uh, all three of them, but Cars Two was just the worst uh like it was uh every other pixar movie sort of has varying degrees of good or bad like i don't really remember bug's life i don't think it was that great but it wasn't bad and like yeah. ratatouille same thing was sort of like there was yeah, good parts that's true uh but and then there are movies that are brilliant like finding nemo and the incredibles and brave is sort of in the lower tier of it's not good for a pixar movie but compared to uh Dreamworks. Madagascar 3 yeah.
0: it's much better. It is better than that it just to me felt like how to train your tangled dragon <laughs> daughter uh, I actually liked both of those movies, and I think I liked them better than this. I think I liked them better than this, too, because they did that first, <laughs> and they were interesting enough takes, and had some more comedy, both of them, than this one did. Um,
1: this one had comedy, but it didn't seem like it was funny. part of the movie. <laughs> it was not terribly funny, no. But it also seemed like you said like it was crammed in later after the boys took over yeah. from the woman director, and were like, let's have bears with snot coming out of their nose. That'll, that'll be awesome, right? It, it kind of was.
0: Uh, now, uh, yeah, the three brothers were the comic relief, and it kind of struck a chord of... It felt like an 80s Disney movie. Yeah.
1: The kind gonna... that we grew
0: up with and kind of hated. Well, that's the thing is that, and also the scene with the witch and the crow, the crow has like three lines, and I'm like, is this meant to be like an Iago kind of you know comic relief Bird, and he was not funny at all. He was also... It was voiced by one of the writers of the movie. Oh. And
1: I was like... I thought it was Gilbert Godfrey, He had
0: that no, voice. It, it, and yet, there was nothing funny in those scenes. And I was like, you're adding the, the trope of the, you know, this cliched character, and yet, it's supposed to be a comic relief, and there's nothing funny here.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, like, even the witch was like, oh, I have a magic broom. And that, why would that be funny? Like <laughs> if She hits the crow with it, and you're like, I think that thing is dead. Even if I were a kid. <laughs> the be...
1: crow, it looked like it was in pieces. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, there's nothing really funny about this. It almost comes across as like Shrek 3, where he goes to visit the Merlin or whatever, and it's just a confused kind of mess of a scene.
1: I don't think I even got past Shrek 2. It,
0: you didn't have to. <laughs> uh, so at least Shrek had like sight gags and like, O.J. Simpson references—they have like, (laughs) yeah, they had a cops version where like the cat is on a white horse and running, and they have an aerial shot, and they're like he's fleeing on a white bronco, and they have.
1: Oh, it's an actual bronco horse.
0: Yes, Ah. and so like little gags like that—you're like, (laughs) I remember that reference. Yeah, this had had none
1: of those. The DreamWorks doesn't seem to know the difference between a reference and a joke.
0: (laughs) Right, and yet Uh, it worked for that one because that's their style. This felt like it just didn't have a whole lot. I think part of the inspiration for what. How this movie got started The pitch was Look at this awesome algorithm I just made for Making hair look cool <laughs> Like Write me a story around that Hair Something I don't know
1: You know they're making Tangled over Shut up <laughs> and
0: make me script. Ours looks hair. better It did look better Than the hair yeah, entangled But it, it felt like the technology motivated this being made.
1: Any Pixar movie, you can always tell what's the thing they just invented. Yeah. <laughs> like the water in Finding Nemo or the or uh, the cloth in, in The Incredibles. Like, there's a lot of stuff where you're like, wow, they put a lot of work into yeah. that like, particular thing.
0: Let's show off their costumes for 20 minutes because we just have this you know, <laughs> groundbreaking technology. So this felt like that for hair, which was amazing. They have just
1: shots looking through her hair with different parts in focus. The weird thing is, as great as the hair looked, she's still sort of a cartoony shape, which is fine, but then there's this super realistic hair around her, and I was like, that's a strange way to deal with that. With the Incredibles, like,
0: their skin is a little rubbery doll, but their hair is also, like, plasticky, and you're like, yeah, they're, like, a plasticky people. And then you're like, why does that plasticky person
1: have a human's hair? (laughs) Who did she kill and weave a wig out of? So uh, we've sort of bounced around a lot, but if uh, if our listeners haven't seen the movie, because it is a kids' movie and some people are afraid to go see kids' cartoons, uh, we two grown men went and saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I think Pixar is usually a good uh, excuse. I, I actually think most of their movies, The Incredibles in particular, are good movies by any standard. Yeah, Up and
0: uh, Monsters, Inc. fall in that, too, where, I mean, just Up was an amazing... Yeah. Amount of storytelling um, done through very unique or interesting means, like the whole opening where there's eight minutes or whatever of
1: nearly no lines. And the main character certainly doesn't have any lines. Yeah. I have a serious problem with Monsters, Inc., though. Uh, there's a giant hole in that they're terrified that this kid is going to give them some sort of disease, right? Right. But then they spend the whole movie with her, and they don't get any sort of kid disease. Right. So clearly this has been made up. Yes. Never addressed. Nobody says, "Hey, wait a second. Why aren't I dying of the kid disease? Why why does our whole society have these like, you know, emergency technicians that come in and shave the hair off of everybody and like hose them down when when somebody when somebody encounters a child? Like, why does everybody believe this?"
0: I thought it was propagated by the uh, power company evil guys. Why would he do that? For- Control. What I don't know
1: it, what does it gain him, and also why doesn't that uh, that theory, which seems to make sense, why doesn't that appear in the film at any All point? Right. Especially because it's, it's central to the relationship between the main characters. They needed
0: something to overcome. And they, right. They put it there. They overcame it. Explain to me what they re- overcame.
1: <laughs> the fear no, no. in their society. The, I'm telling the film. Don't yeah. Explain to me okay. what they overcame. Okay. It it never ceases to bother me in that movie. I'm always like, what? Why?
0: It, I have never thought of it, and now that you bring it up, I easily dismiss it. <laughs> I will Never
1: think of it again. I even as a child, even I know that movie came out when I was adult. If I was, I was, was say, a child, <laughs> I would have. That's the sort of thing that would have driven me nuts as a kid. I would have been like, why are they? Uh, my wife always makes fun of me that I was a weird kid because I'd be like, from Ninja Turtles, Rocksteady, and Beebomp, I was always like, they're idiots. Why, does, why doesn't Shredder fire them <laughs> and get some new goo? Like, after the first time they screw up, Kira was like, well, because they were funny. And I'm like, that's not efficient. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not good team leadership skills. <laughs> I had a serious problem with Shredder when I was a kid because of it. I see. So uh, I'm saying those sorts of plot holes can affect a child's viewing. Okay. Um,
0: Special children.
1: (laughs) So, But anyways, like I was saying, some people uh, may not have seen this film, so let's uh, let's get into the plots because nothing we've said so far makes any sense at all if you haven't seen the movie yet. um,
0: We start off in Scotland. That's another thing, besides the hair that they did really well in this movie, was the uh, rocks and nature. There were some sweeping vista shots that looked photorealistic in a good way, not in, uh, well, that looks boring, like
1: some rocks. Uh, (laughs) It looked very well done. Which is where the when you put the characters in that setting, it does occasionally look weird like, why is she the only thing that looks animated in this very realistic background?
0: Yeah, I think some of the uh, tracking shots uh, that read to me, but usually they would go from wide and then cut in and it'd just be her filling the frame, so I didn't have as big a problem with it, though there were even wide sweeping aerial shots where they were moving too fast and my eye couldn't read the landscape. I would miss the forest for the trees. Um... (laughs) It just looked like a blur. And I was like, that's weird. Are my eyes tired? Or was that done for 3D because I didn't
1: see it in 3D? No, actually, uh, horizontal movement makes 3D worse. All right, then. Uh, It makes you, because of the way your eyes are lined up horizontally, like you shouldn't move cameras quickly that direction. Um, And so I'm actually curious what it looked like in 3D. I didn't see it in 3D because it's horribly expensive. (laughs) At the place where we went to see it, it was, I think, Twelve fifty, and then another like three bucks for three D or something, and I was like, "That's how much I paid for the IMAX when we saw Prometheus last week, and that was an IMAX. (laughs) This is this is a regular screen. Why uh, why do I have to pay the same amount of money? Because it was a fancy fancy part of town. It wasn't a fancy part of town. So
0: um, either way, they start off Scotland. uh, Young girl, fiery red hair, loving parents, voiced by people. Billy Connolly. Uh, I think anyone who's Scottish and acting was uh, (laughs) voicing someone in this movie. The main character was Kelly MacDonald. She's on Boardwalk Empire. She's the Irish immigrant that he's in love with. I didn't know that was her. Billy Connolly was the dad who was just the Scottish guy and everything.
1: Craig Ferguson was one of the chieftains of the tribes. Which I honestly, I couldn't... All of the voices because of the accent. Usually in Pixar movies you can... The voices are all extremely different. Like John Goodman and Billy Crystal in Monsters, Inc., Like they don't sound anything alike. But I couldn't get past the accents, so every male voice sounded the same, and the mother and the daughter sounded the same to me. Like it could have just been Greg Ferguson all the way up and down. (laughs) Uh, And and then it would have been even more similar to How how to Train Your Dragon. At least this movie was set in Scotland. I don't know why all the Vikings had Scottish accents on How to Train Your Dragon.
0: Um, Because Vikings made it around, and so... uh... Like uh, redheads in Scotland and Ireland are from Viking invaders coming and pillaging and stuff. So I don't think they picked you, up the accents.
1: I don't think you can fucking accent into somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Try real hard. <laughs> so um, they we we establish that she's independent, and wants to gets a bow from her dad for her birthday, and then shoots it into the woods, and then goes wandering off to find it, and then tiny o the wisps show up, which. Are voiced by the gun turrets from Portal. (laughs) They're like, hello. And then she follows them, even though they're creepy as hell. (laughs) And they act just like waypoints in a video game. Yeah, they disappear as you approach it. it And like, these don't seem like sentient, you know, paranormal beings. These seem like path markers. It was odd.
1: Yeah, I was sort of okay with that because I thought that they were just sort of. Manifestations of some larger thing. Well, no, it turns out at the end of the film, they're all serial murderers who have been <laughs> granted redemption. There is a part where a blue guy comes
0: out of a out bear. That's a bear end.
1: that has eaten, I think they said, hundreds of
0: people. Right, and he killed his own brothers or something, <laughs> like even before he was a bear, or he wanted the power to do that. So, yeah, it makes you wonder what the, the other tiny ones. Maybe- so, the creepiness uh,
1: is correct.
0: There you go. Uh, she goes into the woods looking for a lost arrow. A bear comes and attacks. Her dad goes to defend her. Maybe it's because it's the beginning of the movie or something. Maybe it's because of the cartoony Scottish accents. I didn't feel any actual danger
1: or fear. It was strange because it was set up like a Bambi or a Finding Nemo kind of thing where somebody was going to get killed or like... Something. And it's uh we cut to the dad is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I lost this leg. Isn't that funny? And yeah, it's a it's a comedic story. And we don't even see him lose the leg. I don't know if, if maybe you don't want to do like a saw thing <laughs> in a kid's movie where you see his leg get cut off, but I was I was still like, I thought something horrible was gonna happen, but I also remember in the trailers that the dad seems to have a lot more than I've already seen in the movie at this point. So it's it was a bizarre sequence. It was like, Oh, here's a bear that's threatening But not threatening enough to actually do any damage to any of the characters that you know.
0: (laughs) Right, and that's what made this feel less like a Pixar movie and more like uh, a Disney movie, which, you know, now they're together. I felt like there was Disney's hands on this. Whereas Pixar, in The Incredibles, I thought some of them might die. Like, the kids are being shot at, you know, in the jungle and everything, and they're, they're prepping them, you know, the mom's telling them, people are going to come here and try and kill you. And I remember watching that going, wow, that's... Pretty heavy. Or when uh, Mr. Incredible is trapped, you know, and the bad guy blows up the plane with his family. Like, you feel gut wrenching, you know, emotion coming from him. Yeah, because you're not sure if they're alive at that point. Yeah. And I believed it at that point and felt for him. And in this one, there was never anything even hinting at that level of uh, drama.
1: Getting ahead of ourselves, I did feel like at a certain point when the dad was coming at the mom, when the mom was turning to a bear. Spoiler. Alert. There was certain points where I was like, are they going to, like, is he going to cut off her head and she's going to turn into a person and there's just going to be the lady head floating yeah. around? I was like, maybe they're probably not going to do that, but I was still felt that there was danger later on. But this opening scene, it was strange because I was expecting something and then nothing, and then that took a lot of the air out of the middle portion of the film.
0: Yeah, and by the time uh, they, after the bear attack, they go through the title card and then... Uh, we flash forward and she's older now.
1: Which, when they cut to the title card, did that not seem like a weird cut to you? Like, yeah, the shot before was the girl looking over her shoulder or something, and it just it went on like a slightly too long. And then there there wasn't like a music sting when Brave came. Out. It seemed really weird to me. Yeah. it was like this seemed like a first cut. Like they needed to adjust the timing on it. I don't know why it just bumped me. It wasn't as impactful as it could have been. It should have
0: had a swell or something there, or came crashing through, or had the bear about to crunch down in the dead doing something brave. He was in the act of it, but we didn't have the one single swing that, you know, did a wipe cut of the title coming up. So, I think I could have done a better job is what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, And then she's older and she has uh, brothers and she's voicing over saying they're, you know, little terrors and they get away with everything. and She can't do anything and the mom hounds her on what a princess should do. And we see a montage of that, of her saying, a princess must always do this and... It's more telling us rather than showing us. Like, we just hear the mom saying these things in quick succession cuts. It's not even feeling like a montage because it's a montage of her telling these things.
1: Yeah, it, it seemed like they were trying to get to, oh, her mother is overbearing so that we could get to her running away. But because that montage wasn't very convincing... Her running away, I was like, that's a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah,
0: it is. And I don't feel like the mother, we didn't ingrain that the mother was overbearing. She was instructing her. And yes, it was limiting to what she wanted to do. But that's part of growing up. You have to go to school. Like, (laughs) oh, damn, these parents, they're so cruel. There was none of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and again, this really feels like there's no little girl that could nowadays identify with, being interested in something, and their parents being like, Oh no, you can't do boy stuff. Like, no one says that anymore. Like, what girl in the audience is watching this and be like, Yeah, I wish I could play sports? You know, we this week is the anniversary of Title IX. You can play sports, little girl. It's okay. It doesn't matter whether Pixar says it's okay or not. We're past this point. Maybe not in middle America. I'm, I'm from middle, middle America. Okay. Damn it. Quit
0: referring to middle America. <laughs> Damn middle America. We're this back point. in the
1: 50s. Backwards. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, we're not... It's not Pleasantville where I grew up. Like, we have cars and everything. Okay. Um, My parents drive a hybrid. <laughs> nice, hippies. <laughs> so, it wasn't clear, she said, though,
0: after all this instruction and training of what a princess must do, she says, however, there's one day when I get to do whatever I want I don't have to get up early and I'm waiting for her to go... On, on my birthday. Or someone say, happy birthday. There was no clue as to why this she day was just,
1: special. She just said every once in a while. I was like, is it like on Sundays? Like, when does this happen? I thought she said there is one day. And I was like,
0: one day a year? Like, she got the bow on her birthday. So I was like, oh, it's bow day. It must be her birthday. And then they didn't address that. And I was like, what the heck day is this? <laughs> Arbor Day?
1: Like, <laughs> mom was just sleeping in. Yeah. Now, these movies take like four years to make. And it, and it seems like every once in a while... You'll see holes in, in the Pixar movies where they've changed course halfway through making the movie and they've redone a lot of stuff. You can really see it in Ratatouille where there's just a lot of things that are like, what movie are you guys trying to make? And and there's pieces here like that where it's like, I bet you that was probably important in the first draft. <laughs> and they just sort of left it in. For instance, like apparently the whole movie took place in winter and and everything was covered in snow. Originally, ah, and now I think there's like one scene, maybe, there's,
0: yeah, like then, one shot where they're going up to the old fallen castle, and there's maybe snow on the ground,
1: and then like the credits have like snowflake falling down. Apparently, they did the credits before they nice they redid the movie, but the I originally
0: was wondering why are there Celtic snowflakes falling <laughs> through the credits, and there was one shot maybe with snow.
1: Yeah, the the original director she uh, she had snow everywhere, and then when she was replaced, they're like no snow. Uh, Snow's for girls. (laughs) I don't really know what their uh, thought process was there. Uh, You can feel small
0: shifts like that one where you're like, did they animate that scene? And then go, you know what, that's out.
1: Let's just leave that in. We don't want to redraw everything. (laughs) Apparently it takes like weeks just to render a scene. You know, after you've animated everything and put all the textures in and then you're like, okay, we're going to make it final. And then you look at it and you're like, eh, let's just leave (laughs) it. Just don't have time. Four years sounds like a lot of time, but when you're moving one pixel at a time (laughs) every day like that, four years is not a lot of time, even with the hundreds of people that are working on these movies. Getting back into the story, she rides off and then some pop song from the Disney Channel comes up on the radio. It was really out of place. I was hoping for it when
0: it opened. We had a few bagpipes and I was like, oh, good. I like the bagpipes, by the way. Just uh, uh, to let you know, I took bagpipe lessons in high school.
1: The only time you're allowed to play bagpipes is at a funeral playing Amazing Grace. Uh, and that is the most depressing song it, in the world. It is. <laughs> um, so either way, I was
0: like, oh, good. We'll get some like quality bagpipe or just Scottish music. Uh, no, they just starting with this Celtic womany, breathy pop song that maybe has hints of Scottishness to it but it just sounded like Melissa Etheridge being like, hey, I'm going to do, they wanted me to do an animated movie now. Uh, You know, whatever. It felt like Elton John's music from Tarzan just with a woman singing it.
1: Yeah, it did. It did not feel like uh, sort of the opposite of that is in Toy Story, there's one song and it's after, like, it's an hour into the movie and Buzz Lightyear is discovering that he can't fly and, like, his arm is ripped off and that's when the music plays and, like, You've earned a song at that point. Like, you cut the dialogue, play the sappy song, because that... What is the song? You've Got a Friend in Me? No, it's not You've Got a Friend in Me. That is the song from Toy Story, and you said there's only one song. Okay, there's two songs in (laughs) Toy Story. There's the opening credit song, You've Got a Friend in Me, and then there's I Will Go Sailing No More, which is... Super sad and depressing, especially when you're actually watching it with Buzz standing there not having an arm. Like he, there's there's body mutilation in a kid's movie. Yeah. And I, he, he's realizing that he's not the special like spaceman that he always thought he was. And it, I'm tearing up right now, just talking about wow, it. Wow, that is that is special. I don't remember
0: tearing up that. I might have been distracted by Randy Newman's freaking voice since <laughs> he did all the music for that. And he, he has the dopiest Voice ever. They used to make fun of it regularly on Mad TV. Uh, Will Sasso would pretend he was Randy Newman and he did a spot on impression. <laughs> he would be like, Well, I'm making a new song for a movie. I don't have to see the movie yet. I'm just going to, like, I do one for the new Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars! Oh, Star. And it, I'm like, You know what? That is pretty much what he does. Uh, he also, I grew up knowing the only Randy Newman song uh, being Short People. Short people got no reason to live was, was the lyrics of this song And I'm like this, is a, this guy is a professional musician He gets paid for these things And then he kept working and getting paid for movies so I'm like this is the jokey guy from the 80's Or whatever that did short people And you guys are paying him to do professional movies Alright is this a joke So that might have been influencing how Me not tearing up in Toy Story Uh Casey's very short by the way Sons of bitches <laughs> I'm tall for my family. Are you really? I, my dad was a jockey. <laughs> not kidding. So there you go. Now you know. I'm five foot seven. I'm not short. I like
1: that your hair comes off a little spiky to make yourself a little At An inch tall. and a half. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. So I, I'm sorry that you're short and uh, can't enjoy the melodic tones of Randy Newman. <laughs> but uh, I and most of America found that song very affecting in the original Toy Story. Uh, but in Brave, when she's riding around and all free and stuff, there was nothing. I, I was just like, "Why aren't you playing bagpipes?" As much as I don't necessarily like bagpipes, like that's appropriate like for this scene. And then they, there's like four or five songs in this movie at random points where I'm like, "This
0: is not fitting."
1: Yeah, this is, this isn't this isn't working at all. It felt like a going back to DreamWorks where they are trying to sell soundtracks and like plush toys and everything instead of trying to make a movie. That's what this felt like, the music anyways. It didn't feel like they were trying to sell toys, but the music was very much like this is, this is something that a 13-year-old girl is going to buy and listen to on her iPad or something. I'd, I-, I I was going to say, I was yeah. gonna say CD, CD player, but yeah. I realized that's kind of thing that they Cassette Walkman. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it felt uninspired musically, and it, it had a lot to draw from, where they could have set the tone, set the atmosphere with the music, just, like, again, how well they did some of the landscapes. Felt like they should have had echoing bagpipes off something. <laughs> or tin whistles and... Or did drums. Somebody
1: singing in a language I didn't understand. There you go. Something. Um, Gaelic. She, she winds up uh, at a waterfall and climbs up like a big rock and drinks from the waterfall and gets super excited. And I was like, what is she... I literally thought... Taste the rainbow. Okay, to- I also didn't see the motivation. I was like, first
0: off, I didn't know how much like just free climbing they did back then. <laughs> Even if you weren't a girl, like they didn't just say, "Hey, there's a tall rock. I bet I could climb that." Because I felt like it was much more utilitarian back then. Like if there were food up there and you were hunting or something. I guess she's royalty, so it's not like she's out scavenging or anything, but. People felt like they were more goal oriented back then rather than just, <laughs> you know what? I want a hobby, I'm gonna kill some time. Let's go rock climbing. It's like, no, we have to do that to survive. <laughs> What's this hobby thing
1: you speak of? So I uh, and also she wasn't like she was this was her like day out, I'm gonna do crazy things. She was still wearing a dress at that point. Like if you knew you were going to be climbing up a rock, like couldn't you have done something other than wear that dress? Because I'm pretty sure you're gonna fall and kill yourself.
0: I said how it didn't feel like there was danger. And that part I'm like you would fall and die. <laughs> um, and in terms of dresses, did you want her to put on pants or something like that? Yeah, can't
1: they? No. Pantaloons not, or something? like uh, 1,200 or something. Well, I don't Even know. Even the men were wearing dresses the, then. <laughs> the only women that I saw in this movie were the, was the girl and her mom and a couple of maids. And I was like, there's... No women in this story. I'm pretty sure this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. Like, I don't know if they ever at any point are talking about anything other than marrying some guy. Again, it's you sort of feel the lack of the the woman director being fired. You're like, did anybody notice that this woman, this movie about the female heroine is? dominated by men. (laughs) So again, my point is, I didn't see any other women characters to judge whether women could wear pants (laughs) at this point. I'm going to go ahead and tell you they couldn't, okay? Maybe she could do a
0: shorter skirt, or blue. I was going to say bloomers, which are named (laughs) for someone I think from the 20s, so they probably (laughs) didn't have them. Um, Yeah, so either way, climbing was weird. It was weird why she was so excited. She later says, oh, I drank from the magic firefalls that are supposed to be the king's You know, are the only ones crazy enough to climb them?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, thanks for giving us your motivation after we would seen the scene. Like, it's just Arthur walks up and pulls a sword out of a stone. (laughs) Oh, this is a legend. (laughs) By the way, that was really important.
0: Uh, I mean, if you're wondering why everyone thought that was cool, (laughs) let me speak it to you instead of showing. Uh, So, just random small things. Then the dad was being cartoony, as Billy Connolly is wont to do, fine. But, again, didn't feel like... Pixar level,
1: it felt just like the dead in How to Train Your Dragon. It was sort of similar, uh, although I thought Billy Connolly carried it off, but his animators went a little nuts with the facial expressions, just the way that he was a little big and then he would freeze in position, and I was like, that's a little more cartoony than some of the rest of the movie. Seems like like he's not even obeying okay. the physical properties that would <laughs> come with his bulk. Right, exactly. There, there was some strange animation in a, in a few different points where I was like, "That doesn't fit everything else." Like when the bear was bouncing off of walls and stuff, yeah. I was like, "This seems like a, a weird '70s Warner Brothers cartoon." There was a lot of even with the uh, the brothers them performing superhuman
0: feats to get snacks and things. I was like, you know what? Incredibles, they had superpowers, so sure, you can zip around and stuff. These kids, they just really like snacks, so they're behaving like <laughs> Yogi Bear. Again, for a bear reference to throw in there. But it's like, oh, well, he really wants that picnic basket or, you know, something to where it rules no longer apply. So it did vary wildly between physical reality and then just it. Then the subject of her betrothal comes up and she
1: reacts badly. The, the way it comes up is that the maid comes down with these letters from the other tribes and is like, hey, look, everybody said yes. And I'm like, you'd think if nobody had brought it up to the daughter at this point, they'd be like, hey, maid, don't show up with the with these important letters until we bring up this subject a little more, uh, you know, smoothly than this.
0: Well, they also then go, uh, it's time for your dad to tell you something. And he goes, well, uh... Oh, stammer. And then, oh, wife. And then uh, she says, you have to get married. And she's like, what? And I'm like, this is the first time they've ever told her about this? She doesn't know the tradition in her own country of this happening? Like, she's completely oblivious, and they never broached the subject. And then the dad's just like, yeah, why? And he reverses direction like, oh, he's she's got him wrapped around his finger and stuff like that. But it was a little too quick to the point where the character just seemed ridiculous, and how could he be the king of anything if he can't even... He did seem a little ridiculous. He's How are you going to rule
1: if he can't even tell his daughter something? And then there's the... On the mother's side, in terms of communicating this with the daughter, this happened to her. Like, she was married off at a young age to some guy, and this guy, as much of a goofball as he is, he's the king, he's a strong leader, he clearly loves her and takes care of her and everything. Like, this whole getting married to someone you've never met before at age 14 seemed to work out for her. Yeah, it has a perfect track record. She never brings that up she, as a
0: justification.
1: Yeah, you. I mean, and, like, clearly it wouldn't have a perfect track record, but the a mother would relate, hey, it, it can work out in the end. Like, that would be something you would say. Never brought up at any point. And just for us, the audience, we're like, he seems perfectly fine, she seems perfectly fine, like... The daughter has no other reference point for families, I would think, except yeah. for her own. She should be excited to get well, married to whoever or
0: why would she think that someone's allowed to choose their own suitor if also the only
1: example she has is of this arranged marriage setup I doubt she knows what the the nanny made late i don't know what that lady's position was, right. but i don't think she knows her husband like she doesn't know what happened there she doesn't know how the peasants uh get married like yeah, it just
0: seemed unclear, and like the it was unrealistic that they wouldn't have talked to this level, and that is, again, back to it being a lot more cartoony than other Pixar movies. Even, like, cars and things. You're like, their interpersonal relationships seem closer
1: to humans than what these people are doing. <laughs> yeah, the, for the original cars, not the second cars. Okay. But uh, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff uh, seems rushed because there was the open the opening scene we already discussed with the, they're having a picnic and then the bear attacks, and then it cuts to the title. That whole sequence doesn't seem to matter. Like It sets up the bear and gives the joke of the dad telling his story of how he lost his leg. And the leg comes up a number of times. And it could have... But you could have just had him telling the story and not actually seen it. And then when the bear does show up later on in the movie, it would be a surprise. Like, I think they just wanted an action scene at the beginning. Um, but... It felt like everything else was sort of compressed in order... Because a movie, a kid's movie, has to be 90 minutes. Like, you can't spend Yeah, too much I time. was
0: amazed at this being so short. I guess I don't watch as many kid's movies to realize that it's going to be 90 minutes. But I was like, this was under two hours. What the hell?
1: I, I think... The Incredibles is the only one that comes close to two hours, I think, okay. of, the, of the Pixar movies. Usually it's like 90 minutes, 100 minutes, like tops. Okay. Then um, this was on track with that. I thought
0: it was a sign that they had gutted more that they didn't like about her story, the original oh, director's
1: story. Or... It's certainly possible because, again, the Incredi- it's not like they have a rule against two hours. Right. But uh, I think Cars might have been two hours, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible that they cut some things out. They have to
0: believe in what's there. Right, uh, <laughs> And then uh, also about that scene, I was actually a little confused because the dad's telling the story of this bear attacking. There was a stuffed bear behind him. And I was like, oh, good, you got that bear. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, yeah. And then they reference it still being out there. I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, I'll take revenge for it having my leg. And I'm like, there's a bear behind you. Does this happen a lot? <laughs> like, and well, then later on we see there's like many, many bears. Uh, actually, yeah. And then I was confused by that because I'm like, I did not know that bears were a big thing in Scotland, and I'm pretty sure that if they were, like, one of the kings that took over William of Orange or someone in, like, the 1700s, had them all executed. Because of that, bears and, like, wolves are now extinct on the island of England slash Scotland. Maybe they existed back then, and that's when this was set, and it's part of the, the history, but just thinking about it modern days, I go, they have bears there? Like,
1: I think of bears as the American Southwest, or, you know, wilderness, grizzlies. It didn't seem to tie in in any way like the bagpipes do. Like, I don't associate bears with Scotland at all. Yeah. Like, uh... And yet their heraldry and the clan's logo
0: was uh, bears, and I was like, huh. They were big enough that they said, this is our thing.
1: So that was weird to me. So I I guess uh, after... They're like, no more changing into bears. Let's kill them all. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I mean, because the witch, apparently, any uh, problem that she comes (laughs) up across, she's like, well, I think a bear'll solve that. When you have a hammer, everything looks like a bear. Uh, So they. We'll get to that if you haven't seen the movie. That'll make more sense later.
0: So the suitors show
1: up and they have to have a
0: Highland Games, which one of the events will determine the princess's hand and she chooses archery, but it makes it seem like they're only going to do archery. Then they show caber tossing and a number of other Scottish Highland Games, and they don't really... Like tug of war. (laughs) Yeah. They don't give it time to be like, oh, this is a thing they do. It's cultural. But so uh, they're going to have the archery. And up to this point, this was the entire trailer. Like... Her writing, the dad explaining the bear attack, the younger brother stealing food and everything like that. And then pretty much up to the games was the trailer to where I'm like, we've seen everything. What is the rest of the movie? Uh, It's bears, by the way. (laughs) There was like a shot of a bear in the trailer. And I had no idea that that was 90% of the movie.
1: Here's why I knew it was. Because there's a shot in the trailer of the three kids, the three little boys... As bears, but they have the same proportions and stuff. And it's a very clear shot. And I was like, there's the three little boys and there's three bears. They look, first of all, I was like, it could be like a parallel family. Yeah, kind I of thought thing. it was a jokey but I was like, bear family. No, they are, the dimensions are to designed to make me think of those other characters. Like, because Picture is very good about character design. I was like, that's, they get turned into bears. I bet you the mom turns into a bear. I, that's got to be what happens here. Like, I, I saw the bear transformation come. You all make fun of me for not, like, Picking seeing up twists the... coming. I will know everything that happens from a trailer. That That's what that's when I shine. But, like, when I'm actually watching the film, <laughs> no idea what's happening yeah. next. <laughs> well, that's the important part. <laughs> but so they have the Highland games.
0: They, choose have archery. But, of course, she's the best at archery, which is so hot right now with, which, your, with your Hunger Games, or <laughs> what have you.
1: I don't understand how she snuck away from her parents and then... Like, put a hood on herself, and then unhooded herself. Like, at first I thought she was going to do, like, a Robin Hood thing. And, were and was like, like, who is, is that masked figure? Is there a fourth clan that they don't... Well,
0: that's actually another thing. They bring up a legend of four brothers who uh, divided the kingdom. And then one of them struck out against the other and toppled the whole kingdom. And I'm like, they're calling together the four clans are the three other clans the brothers? And who is their clan then? Did they usurp the other? They're like, that clan was a Clan Dick uh, who killed a lot of people, so we're
1: like, you know, next in line. I gathered that our main characters' clans were the Dick clan, and that they had, after after those events, there was like some sort of peace treaty, and part of the peace treaty was marrying off your pretty daughters to the other three clans.
0: Well, even then, they said, uh, once they, later in the film, all get back together, they're like, oh, you saved me when we were all fighting outside invaders and all these things, and they didn't go into that very much. Yeah. That Apparently there was a war we missed. Yeah. I was like, is this the British or Vikings? You know, those people plagued a lot of the Isles. How to Train Your Dragon crossover. Exactly. <laughs> right. the dragons are attacking. <laughs> um... But so, yeah, she uh, ends up firing arrows. And this is one of the parts where it gets a little more Pixar-y of the shot of the arrow leaving the bow. And it's very well done of how an arrow actually flies with wobbling and close-up shot of her breathing. This was one of the few ones in this movie where I felt like, oh, wow, they really took their time. Like, drowned out the sound and had her slowing her breathing. And showed, you know, a technical aspect of something in very realistic detail. So then the mother blows up at Merida because she's insulted the other clans and they'll start a war and she says she's selfish and doesn't know what's going on. And then there's a scene where she, uh, Merida slashes a tapestry that her mother's been knitting and uh, the mother throws her bow in the fire. And this should have been, like, very dramatic and unforgivable that, you know, like in um, Little Women... Because that's a big uh, reference I like to bring out every once in a while, where uh, Chris, Kirsten Dunst's character—I don't know the book or the story. There's one named Joe, I think. So, uh,
1: Kirsten, i think you're thinking of the facts of
0: life. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So then, yeah, there's the this, this scene where Kirsten Dunst's character throws this play that Winona Ryder has been working on for. She writes plays; they're ridiculous, but she's been working on them for years. And uh, the younger daughter, the younger sister, gets mad at her and throws it in the fire. Just because she's a petulant child and she's mad that she didn't get taken the night out or whatever that the older girl got to go on. But it's a big overreach because this is her prized possession and she destroyed it. And then she's very upset Like at her and the younger girl is very sad for doing it. And she realizes that she did something almost unforgivable. So this should have felt like that where Merida slashed the tapestry right through the hand where her mother and her were holding. And then the mother reacted in an equally overreach fashion of burning her bow that she's had since she was a child and carved into and everything like that. And yet it doesn't have the time to breathe. It doesn't impact that way. The mother realizes, oh, what have I done, and gets it out of the fire.
1: Which I didn't understand at all. I was like, it's a nice bow, I guess, but don't you have a lot of bows? Right. Isn't that a thing that your royals... To have another one made? And she pulls it out, like rescues it, never comes back. It's not like she gives it back to her at some point as like a reward. Or... She has a bow later. She's shooting the bear full of arrows. Is that the same bow?
0: Or she's like, oh no, I got plenty of those. <laughs> that was not unforgivable because that was one of my many bows. You uh, thought that was as bad yeah. as me cutting your tapestry? <laughs> the tapestry. You have... really, If you want to punish me, you need to go more than that. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't. Clear And that should have had the weight. Or if you saw a girl with a pearl earring, Scarlett Johansson's character's dad was a tile maker. She has to go work as a maid because he's been blinded in an accident. And he made a tile for her of her and her brother holding hands. And uh, her brother has since left and like ran away and their family has dissolved. And she's living with these people that she doesn't know who kind of abuse her a little bit and the young girl... They read a lot into that painting that I did not understand. (laughs) The young girl gets mad at her and goes downstairs and breaks the tile, and she breaks it between the two, the brother and sister holding hand, and it was, like, her prized possession, and the girl's mad because she she spanked her or whatever, she was a maid, and and so, and it's, like, this gut-shattering thing of, like, that was her prized possession, and this child did the cruelest thing she could, and this scene should have had that level of weight, and it didn't.
1: Yeah, I I didn't feel it, especially on the mother's end. On cutting the tapestry, I sort of... It wasn't clear to me that this was a special thing. I thought the mother was just sort of like, this is a thing that I do. Like, you know, She's just sort of spending time. And I, like, I didn't know it was an important tapestry. Yeah, I guess they didn't really tell
0: us that. I maybe projected that because the movie brings it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, I'm saying you're
1: you're right. And, and the reason I didn't feel it is because they didn't explain to us that, that that was important. Right. Like, it's not like she... You know, in the scene when she was a, when Merida was a little girl, we don't see the mother starting that tapestry yeah. or something like, and she's been working on it for ten years. Like, there's no, it's it's just sort of there. Yeah, one scene
0: earlier, and then she cuts
1: it. And like, she cuts it like right between the mother and, and the daughter holding hands. But like, I don't, you know, I mean, what else are you gonna cut? <laughs> yeah. Well, we never
0: see Merida feel sorry for that, except for at the end, and it's like really that's all you had to do to reverse it she should have like ran away into the forest and then felt really bad for what she had done
1: yeah she doesn't feel she does well I think that actually I think that was intentional though I think that was part of her journey because she kept saying when the mother was a bear she was like it's totally the witch's fault I didn't you know right um and and granted you know you should know that there's the bear witch (laughs) (laughs) she has a thing full of carved bears (laughs) so yeah. yeah she's got a thing for bears um but, uh, like, she, she was avoiding responsibility for much of the story. So it's possible that was... I mean, I sort of thought that that was intentional, that she was a petulant teenager, although I can see why that didn't come across as strongly. And the mother's just older and more mature, and so she immediately realized, I'm acting like a petulant teenager. Yeah. What have I done that will hurt my daughter who yeah. didn't even notice what I've done? But her, her breakdown, I was like, it really is just a bow. Like, <laughs> nice. It, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. I don't know. Like, it wasn't like her great-grandfather's bow or something. Right. Um, <laughs> or made out of a special wood. There was nothing special about this bow. <laughs> That's all. I, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, either way, it
0: drives her into the woods where um, she ultimately meets a witch. they a
1: the thing for bears. Well, like we said, uh, Well, first she goes into this Stonehenge circle. Yeah. Uh, and And the horse won't go into it, but later on, like bears and shit run around in it and dogs so I don't know why the horse was afraid of it. Horses have what's called a horse sense <laughs> so it's smart. I think it was a little
0: odd that the horse won't go into it and it's like oh and she's like come on and the path that it's lining up and leading to the horse just walks around the circle and goes down <laughs> and I'm like if it's like an enchanted path to a witch's house that's only gonna appear, you know, once in a while, shouldn't you have
1: to go through the circle? <laughs> but either way, the the will of the wisp light up as waypoints and she follows that. I'm I'm sort of curious what it would look like in 3D. I don't know if those things were floating out of the screen or not. It would have probably bothered me if they were. <laughs> well, I was gonna say they it would probably look cool, but again, they had a like creepy portal.
0: Uh, video game sound effect to them, so that distracted me. Will you be
1: my friend?
0: Yeah, (laughs) and then they looked less spiritual or paranormal, like they're, oh, they're ghosts, and a little more, like, technological, especially the spacing on them where they lined up and disappeared. Again, video games keep coming up, but they were perfectly evenly spaced to draw a line, and I'm like, that's not really feeling metaphysical or spiritual, I don't think they would draw in straight lines perfectly the same height off the ground.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it wasn't just the one that, like, ran away and yeah.
0: she had to follow it. And by the way, by the third one I would be like, no, I'm not I'm not going to go try and, like, chase you because you're just going to disappear when I get there. I, I know what's going on. <laughs> um, so, but they do say, oh, they lead you down your path in life. So she
1: follows it, she finds a witch's cabin and it, it seems like a poor version of the Miracle Max thing from Princess Bride, just without Miracle Max and just Carol Kane running around and being crazy. Like, that's what it felt like yeah. to me. And, it, Even, and not nearly as funny. Yeah, she
0: wasn't <laughs> yelling hump or dinker. You know, all those things were funnier than this felt. Um, they went with a very, like, poor man's sight gags of, like, the broom keeps sweeping or everything. She's like, oh, portraits? And they're all bears. She's like, this thing, you know.
1: The first time that they did the broom thing, she was sweeping, and then she... Step just away from turns it. to the girl and the broom continues going and I was like they didn't mention any like it's just sort of off to the side of the screen and, and the camera just pans away and I was like that's actually really clever like they're just sort of hinting that this is magical and they're going to slowly build up to it and then they're like that broom is still sweeping <laughs> oh, we're close up on <laughs> of the broom no
0: they should have literally had it like three small hints in the background and then had uh Mara to go that broom is sweeping she goes no it's not and do like a Monty Python parrot sketch of like no it was just the wind you know, and had, like, a back Something. and forth yeah, yeah. for, like, five minutes. That would have been funny. Um, they didn't or do that.
1: other things that are, like, slightly magical and, and we may not even notice, unless there were other things that we didn't notice. <laughs> like, it was it was strange that, like, it, it was so clever for a second, and then they, they didn't trust that we were paying attention. Like, the crow talking, like, she goes to
0: look at it, and she says, that's stuffed. And then the crow speaks, and she's like, oh, it talked? And then she, the witch... Flies the broom over at it to knock it out. It looks dead. It's crumpled on the floor. I'm like, that was an overreaction. Uh, but then, like, it was just two very obvious things. She goes, you're a witch. And uh, the the end of the pretense that could have been much funnier. Yeah. And then she just does wood carving
1: jokes and sight gags. And Which then, is a strange sort of dream Except that the lighting and uh, the detail in it really felt like Pixar. But it was like... The, they they got some writers from DreamWorks to, like, write some funny stuff, and then we'll do our Pixar, like, visual magic to it, but not the, like, energy that Kate goes into making it funny.
0: <laughs> well, and then after that, she reveals she's a witch and steps outside, and or she tries to buy a spell off her, buys all the woodworking and a spell. They step outside and then step in, and it's now the witch's coven, and she's got a cauldron and everything like that. And the crow maybe says, like, two lines, and I was like, this... Crow should be a comic relief. It should be Iago from Aladdin or anything that we've come to know animal sidekicks as and there, he didn't say a single funny thing. And actually looking at the voice, it was one of the writers was voicing the crow, which they often do because they develop the character over years and they're even just temping the voice and then by the end they're like, we can't imagine anyone else but you. He had the least specific voice in this movie. Yeah, I don't think he was trying for an accent. sounded like an American guy. And I don't know why it was there. to. they
1: they ran out of Scottish people.
0: Yeah. The the character
1: or the voice, you know. So it just was uninspired. And this is the part that always sort of drives me nuts, is that the girl says, I want to change my mother in order to change my fate. You're talking with a witch here. Skip a step. Change my fate, please. Well, no, (laughs) don't even... Do
0: that spell out specifics. You're making a contract here. <laughs> hey, change my fate. Okay, you're now a slave who's been abducted like for the better. Would be a good <laughs> thing to add here just as an overriding, you know, like that's still too vague in my opinion. I would say I would like to not have to get married to one of those people from the other clans and instead be able to choose for myself when I get married if I choose to at all. Make that into a spell. Like, how are these people so stupid? Of, it's hey, like, no change one's something. ever heard of the monkey's paw. I don't think they had at this point, so y- yes, probably not. There was trade with the Middle
1: East, Then the story worked its way around. Oh, yeah, all the time. So,
0: Scheherazade was... Saracens a, uh,
1: wandered up to the north, I'm sure.
0: Uh, either way, it even for not being savvy to which contract law or the fact that magic <laughs> has a price... She should have been more specific. Even if she were talking to a a vagrant she met in the street, like, Hey, I wish someone could change my mother to change my life. That sounds like murder my mother (laughs) to me. And then she gets this uh, cake that she's supposed to give her. And I thought, first off, that the the young kids were stealing uh, all these looking things. I thought they were meat pies or something. They made one reference to haggis earlier. They said it was gross. And I'm like, oh. why would they think it's gross they grew up with it I don't know because it really is gross but still (laughs) perspective they wouldn't know that but still it wasn't clear what all these were and then she's like oh it's a cake and I'm like they have just cake back then of like leavened sweet bread like what I would think of as a cake so I was looking for something a little more like name one other Scottish food that's not deep fried Mars bar I don't know (laughs) Uh, but then so she takes it home and she's sneaking in the house and the mom's like oh i was so worried that something had happened to you and you think oh they're gonna put it behind her and she's like gonna forgive her mom because she's just concerned with her and then she mentions marriage one more time and she's like oh here's this cake and i'm like that is so poisoned (laughs) it felt ominous and foreboding and i'm like you didn't even know what you asked for just change my mother to change my fate And, like, change her to dead? (laughs) Change her to a sleeping coma? Because that would, you'd be like, yay, my fate has changed because now I've got a dead mother. (laughs) Uh, So it was really frightening at this point. And I don't know how much it was supposed to be.
1: I think it was supposed to be. I think think we were supposed to know that there was something clearly going to go wrong because the evil witch. Again, I feel like as a child I would have realized there's a hole in this request that you've made.
0: Right, and yeah, that makes me feel like the main character is an idiot for not spotting this when every
1: child watching it can. She was a spoiled princess. She's yeah. sheltered, and <laughs> yeah, she wants to go to war because she doesn't want to get married. That's so she's very selfish.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> that's why I don't like her. And watching a movie with a main character that you don't
1: like is problematic. It's sometimes tough. Yes, uh, and as soon as the mother didn't eat it, I was like, "Oh, that's the kid's going to turn into bears too." Good to know. Uh, what did the witch make this out of? That like. You can apparently share it with a bunch of people. Like, you don't have to eat the whole thing for the spell to work.
0: No, yeah, one drop, and it's like, why did you make a whole cake then? Yeah, like, just so that other overkill. people could accidentally yeah. turn into bears, too. She has a thing for bears, we established. <laughs> it actually reminded me of uh, Once Upon a Time, the TV show. In the finale, uh, the evil queen makes an apple turnover for Snow White's daughter, and is like, yes, why don't you have this? It's my famous apple turnover. She's like, okay. She's like, I'll put it in Tupperware for you to take and eat on the road. I'm like, what? You don't want to watch her eat it? Like, (laughs) just take this time bomb out in the public, and hopefully when it goes off, it's you that it hurts. Just shoot her or watch (laughs) her eat the turnover yourself. So same thing with uh,
1: this cake. (laughs) Just leave it there, and yeah, whatever happens. This is the weird thing whenever you have, like, a magical world, and there's, like, some wise old character that this whole movie could have been part of her plan to change the fate, because ultimately... The, the girl did not have to marry one of the guys just because. Like, she's able, she's now allowed to choose, and the guys are all allowed to choose and stuff. So, like... Good job, witch. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she works in mysterious bear ways, but <laughs> she gets results.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't argue with the results. That's true. Except for the amount of uh, danger that, again... Should have been there and wasn't. Like, the, I never thought the queen was going to die in the castle when they're looking for her and everything. Not the
1: first time. The second time yeah. I was a little bit curious. I
0: thought maybe they would run her through and then she would change back and be like, oh no, it's too late. And then, like, Beauty and the Beast or something, she'd swirl up in magic and then be like, oh, she's all better because you learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> Which kind of happened, but she didn't get headed or stabbed first. I was hoping for the man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, actually, now that I think about it, that scene where she's talking with the witch about her mother, I guess that technically makes this pass the Bechdel test. But still, only barely.
0: You want to explain to people what the Bechdel test The Bechdel
1: test, Bechdel test uh, comes from a comic strip called Dykes to Watch Out For, uh, written by Alison Bechdel, uh, and what it is, is basically, in order to, to pass the Bechdel test, a movie has to include at least two women, include, m- meaning, like, not just females, but they have names and characters and arcs and okay. shit. Uh, they have to have a conversation with each other and not a conversation about a man. And Well, there you go. And so I guess technically that one counts, but even still, it's 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 all about, like marriage and shit and granted all of the dudes they're spending all of their time talking about women and marriage and stuff and bears so <laughs> it's true and, they do occasionally talk
0: about bears and bears and women are interchangeable in this movie <laughs> so uh, back to the, the storyline the queen eats like one piece of the cake it tastes terrible uh, and then she instantly feels sick and still with the Whoops. amount of dread I had I was like you poisoned her and she should turn to her, and her daughter and say you poisoned me we have one fight and this is how you react
1: no it occurred to me there's another plot hole. Uh if it tastes so bad and there's the three boys after the first one takes a bite and starts to feel horrible, uh why do the other two eat
0: it? I can see them being ravenous and all falling upon it at
1: once, but And and then when you when you mentioned, you know, we had one little fight and he poisoned me, as the three triplets were running around, I was like, you know, when they get older, they're gonna try and kill each other to be king. <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> Because they all came out roughly the same. Like I, I don't know if the birth order thing counts uh, even when it's. Uh, You're all born on the same day, but um, they're going to murder each other well, <laughs> until yeah, there's I, only one left. Again, I don't know how much uh, reality or gravitas
0: this movie had because uh, things like that don't come up, or the fact that what are the odds of the mother surviving triplets being born in the 1600s? That's true. So yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of. Reality plot holes there. <laughs> oh, also one—the uh, queen turns into a bear. <laughs> so
1: there's there's another one for you. Well, obviously you don't have older sisters because when my older sisters were that age, my mom turned into a bear. <laughs> That's just the thing that happens. Nice. So the mother t- now turns into a bear, and there's a lot of uh, goofy stuff where she's like, raw, 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 and then the daughter's like, you should listen to me, and like. It's not really clear whether she can understand or not and then yeah. they sort of fall eventually into she can't understand. Uh and then the bear has to sneak around all cartoony. And some of it's funny but some of it is is the bear is very like when it turns on it's it, it the bear's not sure where everybody is and it's sort of like looking over its shoulder and stuff like it's vine, it's it's spine like becomes like rubber like it can turn its head completely around and I'm like I don't that does not the bear looks very naturalistic, but the way it's moving looks like blue from the Jungle Book. It, it doesn't it Yeah, doesn't this is another together.
0: one of those areas where the amount of realistic-looking animation they have going on and the cartooniness feel foreign with each other back-to-back. Back. And same thing with her running around and tripping over things and falling down stone steps and through suits of armor. I'm like, that would hurt, even if you were a bear. <laughs> like, how real the rocks look, I go... Ouch! You just fell down stone steps, like.
1: And she knocked over. They made a point of like she knocked over a dresser, and then the daughter sees the knocked over a different knocked over dresser and says, "That's where the mother is." And I was like, "Is this? Are they setting up for a third time where like this is going to be really important plot point later on? I need to remember that she's knocking over dressers." No, it doesn't come up again. It's just funny to knock over furniture.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that that happened, and yet. Just, yeah, anything in a hallway colliding with everything, you're like, oh, well, bears sure are uncoordinated. <laughs> um, and that's the joke. Uh, they She then stumbles upon the, the three brothers, and they're horsing around, and she's giving them orders, but she's a bear, and it's kind of funny. Uh, but the rest of the interaction isn't that funny. Um, then they have to sneak her out of the house. And the, yeah, the
1: boys work together to help the escape, which there's some... Uh, there's some funny slapsticky stuff, although it is a little weird. There's certain points where I'm like, they should talk. Like they're they're old enough to walk around and create simple machines. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's not that
0: they. Why uh, are they not speaking? It's not that they're not old enough to speak. They just never comes up, I guess. <laughs> or maybe it's the Harpo Marks hair. That yeah. They're like, hey, they should have a horn. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then again, this is the part. These scenes have again the the boys violating space and time in a. Disappearing behind rocks and jumping up places, and I'm like, "Why is it they have superpowers?" <laughs> or it's they're just moving too quick, and so it's back to being a cartoon, much
1: less Pixar-like. Eventually, the two of them escape, and they wander off into the forest. And the mother doesn't want to admit that she's a bear, and wants, to, and she keeps walking around all like dainty, like, and stuff. And there's uh, more arguments about. You know uh, where to place blame. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, they come
0: back to the Stonehenge circle. Looking around, she's like the sky, the cottage the witch's cottage was right here. And I'm like, it's the path behind you. I can still see it in the background. She's acting like there's something
1: hidden. And then the mother's like, oh wait, maybe over here. Well, there was the weird thing where she wanders off on a path, gets to the witch's house, and then when she leaves the witch's house, eventually. There is no walking. Like, she right. just takes two steps. Instantly but back there. But it's like, well, if that's what happened, clearly the the house does not have a location. And it's moving around, like, the cabin and Lost. So, why are you expecting the house to be where, where you left last it? Lot? Like, it disappeared a second, you know, last night. Why do you expect it to be here now? Like, you, you we've already established that it can move. So... What's wrong with you? <laughs> and yet it doesn't. They walk down. And I'm looking like... at the path behind her. I'm
0: like, that's the path you went down. There's just not blue lights on it now. Go down. And then the mother, the bear, starts walking down it. And then she's like, oh, wait, I remember this. <coughs> it's supposed to be a joke about the ma- the bear going, roo Like, I'm the one that found it. And yet it was more just like, why is the daughter so stupid? I can see it right now. And why did? The- how did the mother pick out that path?
1: Like, there's... And she starts
0: smelling using a bear sense or something. <laughs> it
1: wasn't clear. So they, they get to the house, and the house is empty, like you expect, because the, the witch had, you know, she had said, oh, well, I'll deliver all the wood carvings in two weeks. Yeah, that was another thing. When she buys the spell, she says, I'll buy all your wood carvings. And
0: apparently she gives her a necklace, which is valuable, but it didn't look like it was overly valuable. It looked, didn't even look like pure silver or anything. It was kind of pewter-like. I was like, okay, is this they a, had
1: a pewter basically? <laughs> yeah, nice. Powerful totem or something? Like you've never heard the, the, the cross of pewter speech? <laughs> the, the cross of gold speech is a, a big the thing in the twenties. Yeah. Okay. okay. It, someone, one person out yeah, there will laugh
0: at that joke. If you get that joke, please email <laughs> us at too much film school at gmail.com. Oh. So either way, they come back and the the cottage is empty. Uh and yet they go over and there's the cauldron, uh, there's vials there.
1: Uh, that's how answering machines work.
0: Exactly. They, actually, yeah, they trip a Rube Goldberg machine that creates a vaporous head over the cauldron that says, please choose one
1: of the vials. You're that Which would only girl. work once. Yeah. Like, the next person who comes, that Rube Goldberg machine is not going to work.
0: Yeah, and then uh, it's slightly humorous and then she's like, if you're interested in wedding cake toppers or portraits where everyone's going to look like a bear... <laughs> uh, Use vial 1. If you're that redheaded girl, use vial 3. And then she's pouring the vial in. The just casual nature with which the mom, who I recognize is a bear through magical (laughs) means, is like, oh, yeah, this is normal. Just, you found a witch who has a vaporous head cauldron answering machine. I'm like... Is this a world with regular magic? Like, the girl recognizes her as a witch pretty quickly, but she's not freaked out by it, and yet it, they don't have a witch in the castle? or It's the only instances of magic, and it, yet nobody makes a big deal out of it. So I'm like, why is this so commonplace, and yet they're I, not using magic for other things?
1: I always figure anything before 1900, uh, that people are sort of fine with magic. <laughs> but He got better when he ate this moldy bread. It's
0: magic. Um <laughs> I will give you that, but the floating vapor's head telling jokes about uh, wedding cake toppers, that might make someone take a step back. (laughs) So, again, that feels like the incongruity with the cartoony nature of how fast the kids move and things that are superhuman with, again, some of the photorealistic-looking rocks and things like that to where you wonder, is this a realistic kind of place with the rules of physical gravity and stuff like that or is this a, a magic land with cartoony characters?
1: So the witch lays out the rules that uh, the bareness will become permanent after the second sunrise and I was like but you already gave a two week like they sort of had a throwaway line for something's going to happen in two weeks. Well she'll get the, the wood carvings. Right but I what I expected was that the witch was going to show up and solve everything at the end of, like the mother and daughter would have a two week like bonding thing. And then the witch would show up and be like, Oh, you learned your lesson. You're not no a, more bears. Not a real bear. <laughs> but. No, she says, I'm at the Wicker
0: Man f- Festival till the spring. And, and I'm uh,
1: like, What? What was the two week thing then? Why, did, why did you mention that? Who's delivering all the woodworking? Like, <laughs> you just took her money and they're skipping
0: down. Like, Oh, yeah, I'll get back to you uh, with your woodworking. I'm going to this festival since I'm now rich on pewter. <laughs> uh, and then the second thing I thought, and I'm like, okay, she went to Springdale or wherever the hell this wicker man, is that more than two She's days gonna... away? Like, go find her and be like, fix this. It did not feel insurmountable to me. Like, oh, no, where did that end? Because I didn't know where she went. It's... She's going to go kill Nicolas Cage. Exactly. I did think about that as the only modern wicker man reference that We Yeah, it was a strange... I don't know what wicker man means in any oh, other context. It's an actual pagan, like, ceremony where they... Do build they burn large, someone alive? They, yes, they build a large Wicker Man and burn someone in it uh, is the theory. I don't know how often it was practiced by druids and things, Same people that built this stone henge circle they keep coming through. There's a lot of horror going on off screen in this. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that made me think of it too because I'm like, Wicker Man, don't they like
1: that's a human sacrifice thing? Dark, dark thing. But so she's just like, oh, it's my spring break. Yeah. So that was odd. And then the girl starts. Just, she's upset, so she dumps all of the magic potions in there, which doesn't seem like a good
0: no. idea. No, and it blows up the cottage, and yet the, ma- the bear shields her. And again, I'm like, there should have been a lot more danger associated with that to where now I just feel like nothing bad can happen to these characters because they're the characters we're following. Like, again, falling down the stairs, doing all this thing, the dad being attacked by the bear. There's no real bad things that are going to happen in this world. Yeah, any you could be you know on a firing squad or hanged or something, and oh everything will work out. So either way, they're now at least saddened by the fact that she's going to be a bear the rest of the time.
1: And then they they find some shelter from the rain, and that's sort of sad for a minute. Uh, Although there's some great shots of
0: her hair there, <laughs> and it's like her with the cloak and sleeping. And uh, I was like,
1: they're really just showing off that hair. <laughs> uh, but it was. Such a slow process at that point. I was I was still sort of thinking, like, two days seems like a long time for these two to get over being transformed into a bear and, I guess, burning the bow. But they, it's one day, like, one quick montage of teaching the mother how to fish. Which I, was weird, by the way. Like, I get they're trying to eat stuff, and yet she
0: eats some poisonous nightlock berries, which I think were in uh, Hunger Games again.
1: Yeah. Uh, the daughter, Merida, does not react like... You're eating poison berries. Slap it out of your hand. You know, like she. Those are poisonous for yeah, humans. You're a she's bear. She's like, hee. Like, he, that's you know. You, you know, know those are poison, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty there, sure the poison for everything. There yeah. are
0: no consequences in this world. It was.
1: Uh, yeah, she should have been a lot more excited about that.
0: Yeah. So uh, she, so the daughter, finally, you know, shoots a fish for her, and the, the mom bear is trying to eat with u- tree utensils and everything. <laughs> and she just finally falls upon it like a bear, uh, which is only mildly funny. And then she wants more, and then she wants more. And after, like, the eighth one, she's like, you catch them. And she's trying to show her how to catch fish like a bear. And I was just thinking, this is, like, the 15th fish. Like, <laughs> even for a bear, I think you are just being gluttonous. Well, I mean, Maybe she's like
1: she's like royalty, and she's used to eating so go. much. And then she would purge later on based right. on her figure that she They had.
0: didn't have vomitoriums in old <laughs> Scotland, I don't think. So, uh, either way, they have a moment, and they learn about... Fishing, <laughs> The girl being independent, I guess, and being able to hunt and fish. Again, like the Hunger games.
1: Uh, it does seem like uh, like some dude director took over the m- movie and he's like, how should a mother and daughter bond fishing? Exactly. That's what like, the mothers and daughters do. All the time. I remember fishing with my mother.
0: <laughs> Back in the Midwest, that's probably what they do. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Then uh, the mother goes wandering off. She's like, where are you going? And she leaves her crown there, showing that she's apparently forgetting to be human. And then uh, she turns on her, and this was actually one of the better parts with animating. The crown never comes back. Like The queen has lost her crown. They got those lying around like bows. (laughs) So uh, the uh, mother turns on her, and she now has dead bear eyes that are just fully blackened
1: which was fantastic. Yeah, Like, I was like... One shot, and I could tell that she was no longer in there. I couldn't quite figure out... Like, the first time, I was like, why do I know that that's a bear? And then later on, I realized it was the pupils and stuff. They really
0: zoom in on that later to be like, this is how you can tell. Whereas it was more subconscious the first time.
1: Yeah, but I I don't know. I thought it was
0: fine for clarity's sake.
1: Right, and it's not
0: like they got too ham-handed with it. I just thought it was more inspired the first time. And the animation
1: like it no longer looked like a woman where they put like just a it's not a bear figure wrapped around a human armature like it moved around like a bear and i was like oh that's really uh the the animators did a great job and then whoever did the modeling for the eyes did did a, a great job of making that difference in like the life or the i guess the intelligence rather behind them uh so that whole thing was was interesting, And I was like, I bet that won't come out by Reagan. <laughs> right. It
0: was one of the more inspired turns. Um, and then I think some more Will-O-The-Wisps show up, and they're just like, hey, let's follow these, randomly. Hey, when a Will-O-The-Wisp shows up, you follow it. Yeah, That's an important Yeah, exactly. Thing. So then it leads them to the uh, crossed hammers or axes kingdom... Where apparently you know it's the brother from the story, and so they uh, venture down into the ruins of the castle, and Merida falls through the stone floor onto a pile of sharp stones, and again the point at which I'm like, those are really realistic looking stones. She has several broken limbs. She's, She's like, landed
1: on her hair. <laughs> fine,
0: and I'm like, this is again the problem I'm having, the inconsistency with the visuals looking so realistic and the physics not being there. And so she then wanders around the throne room not noticing all the piles of bones <laughs> and the reek of human uh, carnage. Uh, and then she goes, oh, look, here's a thing with the four brothers, and one of them's broken. And she, like, has a premonition flash of the uh, tapestry that she severed and realizes, oh, that's what the the witch meant. I have to sew the tapestry back together. And I'm like, you know what? That's probably not really what it is. They have to redo the bond. Um, that might be the figurative meaning here, uh, but it'll work for now, and then we'll later say, have a line where, like, she does the tapestry and it doesn't work, and then she's gonna be like, oh, it's not that Bond, it's the emotional one. That does not come up.
1: I'm gonna correct you there, because you said, you thought that as soon as she sewed up the tapestry that that was magically going to solve everything. I am being sarcastic. At the time. Wait, at the time? Yeah, in the movie theater, I was being sarcastic. Did not seem sarcastic. Okay. okay, Either way, I
0: talk during movies,
1: usually <laughs> sarcastically. Uh, so uh, the bear, and then suddenly out of the shadows comes the the monster bear that ate her dad's leg.
0: Right, and I think it's very similar to the bear in uh, The Great Outdoors with John Candy. <laughs> uh, really, I thought this one
1: looked really scary. I don't remember the one from The Great Outdoors being. Oh, it it frightening. was.
0: No, I just meant more like John Candy starts off the movie by telling the story of the bear and when him and his wife came up to the same cabin on their honeymoon. And uh, the bear came at him and he shot it, but it ran away. And now you can tell it by its bald head. Um, And this was a bald bear with a bunch of spears sticking out of it. That was from Legend. And the kids (laughs) in Great Outdoors think he's joking, but then the bear shows up at the end of the movie. So, I'm saying this is a remake of Great Outdoors.
1: (laughs) Totally is. Uh, And... As soon as the bear came out, I was like, "This, this is when I put together the witch's bear fetish." I was like, "Oh, that's totally the brother." Why does she turn everyone into bears? I don't know. Does she have bear based magic?
0: Like, can she not turn yeah, that's anything else? The only thing uh, she can do. One trick, and she's trying to just capitalize on. It. So uh, <laughs> it's a cool trick. I mean, right? And then uh, Meredith fires some arrows at it, but she's leaping behind stones and everything like that. And again, I'm like, those would hurt. Like, just tucking and rolling and sliding into a big rock throne. Uh, So, ultimately, she gets out just in time, but it still didn't
1: feel like it had the weight or the danger. I didn't feel like she was going to die at any time. I had difficulty understanding why the bear was invincible. Like, is that part of the... When she says, oh, you're going to be a bear permanently. And by permanently, I mean for all of eternity. Well, yeah, and it was
0: like, oh, he wanted to have the strength of ten men. And I'm like, is that a regular bear? Does a regular bear have the strength of ten men, or is this a super bear? Like, it was not clear. Uh, and yet, like you pointed out... You don't up, know the man-to-bear ratio. Exactly! That's not a known quantity that everyone just throws around. like Exactly. Power. <laughs> so... Uh, either way, he she gets out just in time. Is riding her mom uh, out, and then which why
1: does her mom suddenly like she's all like dainty and stuff, and then she's like, "Hop on, we're going for a horsey ride." Like, eh, it's understandable that she didn't want to or wasn't used to using the bear power that everyone knows
0: is a certain quantity. <laughs> uh, so she now is turning on, turning it on, uh, just to get them out of there, maybe through instinct, and yet they come running out and then hit a rock, and it almost falls. And I'm like, okay, that. That's probably a setup for later. Oh, I I forgot about that. I didn't read that as the same stone circle. They even show, oh, it's a stone circle. I'm like, they have a lot of these things (laughs) lying around. (laughs) Just every corner. Like, oh, yeah, you go down to the third stone circle. You take a left. There's three more, four more stone circles. Everyone Uh, has one in their backyard. Yeah. So it didn't read to me because I think there was either the snow from the original draft of the movie (laughs) on the ground or just enough fog to make it look that way. Then she figures out, oh, we have to get back in the castle to repair the tapestry. And then this will all be
1: done with. Uh, so then I think they're sneaking in. Yeah, at that point I was like, oh, there's there's 25 minutes left of the movie. <laughs> like, this really feels like a third act, like ticking clock. We now have a goal kind of thing. Which is weird because most of the other Pixar movies have pretty clear goals throughout. And this really felt like the beginning didn't it was just sort of meandering and a lot of time establishing the world. And then she poisons her mom and it's like, let's wander around for a little bit. And then it's like, Oh, now we have a thing that we're trying to get to. Whereas like toy story is he's lost. now the entire hour of the film is trying to return to Andy. Like right. there's a, there's an adventure that like, there's a goal for his adventure. And this movie, it really seemed like it was in bits and pieces and that one continuous. Epic quest. Yeah. It was missing the epic and the quest. Yes. So, right.
0: Then uh, they go to get back in the castle, and the mom is able to rip uh, a grate out of the wall because she's got the magic bear strength. Uh, They then... I forget where they
1: come in. Through a well. Oh. They
0: then come up through a well uh, and are trying to get in the castle, and they find all the clans fighting because the uh, daughter and queen are missing. And I'm like, the king hasn't noticed? He's not like, where's my queen, damn it? It has been 30 hours (laughs) since he last saw her. It's not like he's up late drinking, you know, and like, oh, I'm going to party
1: with the rest of these guys. She wasn't feeling too well. Check on her later or something. It has been a full day, we established. The guy in Prometheus got much more upset in the two hours that he was on the planet. He couldn't find the alien species. This guy's missing his wife for 30 hours. He's just fighting with the boys. Uh, Yeah, it it felt like it could have been like, oh, rollicking
0: Viking-type Scottish guy party that goes on for two days and yet still was just odd. Uh, and they're shooting he hadn't at each other.
1: been into his wife's room, apparently, yeah. until no. later on. Uh, now, the Even when they were hunting the
0: bear that they knew was in the house, uh, he didn't go, wait, let me check on my wife. She was feeling ill,
1: laying down in the area we heard the bear from. I'm <laughs> uh, just going to poke my head in. Or even when I get back, let's go check and do a head count on my... my- Three sons and my daughter and my Daughter missing, wife missing. Three kids he would have found were
0: bears, but no. (laughs) Worst husband and father ever. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, So they're all fighting, and he's the worst king ever because they're all going to tear each other apart. is he the king of all of them? They say that they pledged allegiance to him because he united the tribes to fight against the invaders. So, yeah, it's a loose... Congregation of their each kings of their own clans, but he's the main he king. Like the king, king. It was a real thing from the British Isles where that would happen. There, oh, were, there were kings of each region. It was like a governor, and then there was one that was actually in charge of all the other ones. You know.
1: And or, does that float from clan to clan?
0: Oh yeah, you can just be like, you know what? I'm killing that guy. I'm now in charge of everyone. They're like, he killed that last guy. Let's listen to it. <laughs> so yeah. either way, there are sub kings and then the, the one that's in charge. So he was that. I was fine with it. Um, but it might not have been clear to people that don't know. I, I don't know anything about it,
1: so I, I, I didn't understand. But, like, if he is the king, why are they just listening to him? Or are they all equal? It's, a, it's just he's the only one who had a daughter and they had three sons, so it's like they could just do a swapsies. It's a 20%. Like, he's marginally ahead of them, but that could change if they all
0: decide to vote against him. <laughs> so, um, or so go
1: the, to war. The The daughter decides to mimic her mother and walk through the crowd and everybody silence Becomes silent and i thought that was a I, I that was one of the more affecting parts of it in that the you could really see that she was starting to understand her mother and you know it, besides uh, the the animation performance like all of the shots were similar if not exactly the same and uh the the whole like tone of the scene uh matched that previously and so it really it works, and then the but the daughter isn't quite up to her mother's level, and so she has some trouble coming well, up with the speech. I think that
0: uh, her mother's level isn't all that imposing either, because when we see them fight the first time and the mother commands order, it's by grabbing people's ears and dragging them to the front of the room. It's not a, I'm a commanding presence,
1: and so the queen. No, there's, there's a time when she walks through first, yeah. and then she does that.
0: Right, so she walks through first, I'll give you... And that lasts for about ten minutes, and then she resorts to Three (laughs) Stooges-level antics of restoring order to her kingdom. So, yes, way to go. Very regal. Um, The daughter also talking. I mean, we had set up her getting projection lessons from her mother on things to do when you're a princess. So this is revisiting that. I wasn't overly inspired, you know. It wasn't a uh, Mel Gibson
1: speech in Braveheart. (laughs) uh, Yeah. The speech was actually not that great, and when everybody started cheering, I was like, oh, you, if you're going to have the characters have that reaction, it really needs to be a good speech.
0: It needs to inspire. Uh, they did have the fun joke of her, mo- the mom moving through the background and then posing as the stuffed bear. So that was something. Although her I, entire clan was behind her and looking the same direction she was at her I'm like, if you had said, hey, everyone look at me. You know, I'm the only one facing that way. Over here, distraction. Um, it would have made sense, but... They were all focused on her crazy red. Hair. There you go. She, <laughs> her hair was blocking it. was. So either way, the mother then is making it the back, and I'm like, "Bolt upstairs, go upstairs!" And yet she stops and is then pantomiming her ascent to allow the daughter to break with tradition. Yeah, it and starts I was like, to be
1: a little jokey there. I
0: was like, "What? I'm going, you know the you're going to take bare sign language <laughs> to be like, all right, my mom's completely reversing her position she's held my entire life." But those bear signs are pretty pretty convincing (laughs) that she has done a 180. Uh, So she gives a speech, and then they're all inspired to uh, say, let's break with hundreds of years' tradition that our entire culture is found upon. uh, And, yeah, sure, let's do that. And the the other boys are like, yeah, I want to marry whoever I want. There are no other females of marrying age we have seen
1: in this island. I kept wondering, like, do they have sisters that are back... A home that, that that we don't know about and like the guys go to where the marriageable woman is. You're, Tina? you're saying they're going to go marry their sisters? No, there's still three okay. of them. So if one of them has a sister, a different one can go and marry that sister. So there's four girls on the island. Okay. Right? You're saying that is much better. So uh
0: yeah, they revert to that system, which is much better. I probably would have been like, no, there's only one girl here. I'll take my one in three shot. that I'm going to get her instead of I don't know, having to woo her or something? Let's go back to the arrow thing. <laughs> um, so either way, the, the mom then poses as a bear, and then they all go down to the cellar to drink. Uh, that they're all happy that they get now they have a democracy and found freedom. I don't know. Uh, either way, they go upstairs then to sew the tapestry back together, and then the uh, mom is trying to get a sewing needle out, but then she reverts to bear status and starts rummaging around and rooting for apples. And uh, then the dad finally is like, hey, now that everything's settled, our entire life has changed, uh, we're tearing down our culture and everything. I'm going to go see what my <laughs> wife is. Uh, and he finds the room ravaged with clear bear signs. Uh, and then he finally bursts in and finds the, his wife's the bear and uh, his daughter's trying to sew the tapestry together or something. And so he attacks his wife in bear form. And, and his
1: daughter says, no, no, no that's my mom. And uh, this is, again, going back to, is magic a normal thing in this world? He's like, you're talking crazy. And I'm like, but the mother was sort of okay with... Magic. Witch. Yeah, and, like,
0: yeah." and the daughter was like, you're a witch. I know a witch when I see one. And yet he is like, you're insane?
1: Yeah, there's there's no way that the, the, the bear witch down the hall <laughs> yeah. is going to turn her into a bear. Come on. Even though it's the only spell she knows how to do. Yeah. Uh, so, but, I mean, I guess it's extreme circumstances that he's swinging a sword around, so of course he's not going to listen to her.
0: No, I, this felt to me foreign, uh, given the reasons you had, and it felt exactly like How to Train Your Dragon when the dad scene when he says, no, I, I'm friends with the dragons. And he's like, you know where they are? Lock him in the tower, and we're using this dragon to find the other dragons. Or exactly like Gaston's reaction when Belle comes back and he finds out there's a beast, and she, he's like, shut her
1: up, we're all going to kill that beast. Which is weird, because Gaston is the bad guy, and then those other two characters are the good guys. In... It's I feel like How to Train Your Dragon had a
0: much more complex father relationship, yeah. where he is acting like the bad guy in that, but ultimately you, you see that he just has a certain mindset. He is from the old school, where dragons are bad. It's like
1: he's from the Midwest or something. Exactly <laughs> like he's
0: from the Midwest, and can't understand his homosexual son who's <laughs> in love with this dragon, or whatever the storyline there was. Uh he just doesn't you think that it. way. That's yeah. Right. Uh so either way he he locks her in the he's off to kill the beast, I mean bear, and the <laughs> town rallies behind him and they're throwing spears and shooting arrows as the mom runs out. Uh then
1: which can bears outrun horses? Is that a thing that's possible? They, we discussed bear power being <laughs> higher than horse power. <laughs> so sure. the 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 daughter at this point which she's like trying to escape from the from the room to go and catch up with her mom, but I'm like You believe that sewing the tapestry will cure your mother, so no, she's gonna break tiny three-inch windows (laughs) to try and fit out them first, squandering
0: valuable time uh, instead, and then go. Oh right, the tapestry, needle, needle, needle. When her mother, the bear, was rooting in a very specific drawer. Okay, so
1: I'm not the only one who thought like, shouldn't you know where the needle is? You
0: saw where the bear was going, right? Like, and or you. Or have been in this room since you? we saw you at three years old with your mother sewing things. Yeah. like, And yet you don't know where that's stored. Yeah. So that seemed ridiculous. Uh, her trying to get out the window and pry the door open, also ridiculous. Uh, but then it does lead to the reveal of the three brothers coming in and being bears. And then uh, the maid who just keeps seeing bears... Uh, Uh, she felt like the drunk guy or whatever in Mr. Ed the TV (laughs) show who would hear him talk but he'd look at the bottle and go and throw it away (laughs) because it's always only a drunk guy that sees Mr. Ed talk Um, this maid is the only one who actually sees a bear in the castle everyone else just sees bear shadows and probably thinks she's insane so anything we can do to fracture the fragile psyche of a chambermaid, she's going to be insane and probably put to death or something or cast out of their society for being insane, and yet they're, you know, it's jokey. The three boys start terrorizing her as bears now.
1: So, Yeah. That's, they don't seem to have any bare instincts either like they don't convert into uh, bareness like it their feels did. like
0: they ate it slightly after her, and maybe they had a few flashes off screen, but yeah, they aren't yet in danger maybe they're I felt like they were a day behind or something
1: yeah, it was not so, clear when they ate it yeah though uh so either way, everyone's and then one of them dives into the chambermaid's cleavage, which yeah. I was like well that's a weird joke for this. I thought that was good i she drops the key down her cleavage, and I was like. How are you going to get out of this one? Oh, you're actually going to do you're that? going there. A <laughs> swan dive into the large
0: bosoms. Uh, which is a joke from, like, elsewhere, I feel like. Uh, like a Mel Brooks level of joke for yeah. History of the World would be that. But that's Mel Brooks. He's a kind of grown-up humor. Yeah. Even if it's not grown-up, like, way-out-there humor like modern day, for the time it was risque. And this is almost that. Yeah. Uh, either way, they get the key... And she tears down the tapestry and is riding her trusty horse with all three bears. Wow. While knitting. (laughs) And uh, that seemed like a lot for her to do, again, in this world where sometimes our physical reality applies and sometimes it doesn't. This was one of the times when it doesn't because they're taking corners sharply and the bears are flying off. She has to grab them. And it also uh, was the only time that struck me I'm like, there's three bears. Like in Goldilocks. And yet there's no (laughs) reference to that. It's a different culture. I mean, Goldilocks is more like Germanic, so it shouldn't be there. And yet it just made me think of it. Yeah. Uh, And then ultimately she's sewing and riding, and uh, they are cornering the bear in the stone circle. Um, And yet there's Will-o'-the-Wisp off to the left, and she's riding, and I'm like... Not, we don't even acknowledge that she's veering from the path that would lead her, it feels like, to her mom straight. She's just like, oh, Will of the West, good. I will take those. I'm like, these have lev- led you to very bad places in the past. <laughs> and yet you're like, that's the obvious choice when it feels like it should have been a decision where she's like, should I save my mom and see her being tied up uh, and about to be drawn in court or whatever or follow his Will of the West one last time. There was no decision. She just rides up and then... Ultimately, they're about to uh, behead the mom. And Wait, where
1: does the Will of the take her to?
0: Up and over a ridge to the same area. Yeah, like I... I thought it felt like an alternate path that might have gotten her there quicker or something or gave her a bird's eye view to shoot the, uh, the spear out of her dad's hand. So she rides in at the last moment, shoots the spear out of his hand with an arrow and uh, says, get away from my mother. And um, they are all
1: baffled by this and he grabs instead a different sword. And uh, It's weird. The, she, he sort of goes after the bear like three times, and I was like, well, "This, we already got the point that the daughter's not letting this happen. Like, why is this going on? Like, yeah. know, It was a weird repetition. Uh, though the one
0: thing the Will-O-The-Wisp path did do was uh, angry up the uh, bear Mordu or whatever, had him sent her so that he would come back to the, the stone circle.
1: Yeah, and again, I guess because it all worked out, then then they did their job. <laughs> yeah, good job, Will-O-The-Wisps, you... Take people through a life-endangering,
0: gut-wrenching journey, and they come out stronger on the other side of it if they survive.
1: <laughs> they're the, like uh, Jigsaw from they, the Saw movies. Exactly. Well, I was going to say Darwin, but yeah, <laughs> your reference works, too. Yeah. Well, uh, you were complaining about it the other day. Uh, so the so the Evil Bear shows up, and there's more fighting, and he knocks down all of the dudes, and they apparently can't pick up their swords again, or their they, bows and arrows. It's
0: like, they, one swipe of a bear claw, I'm done. Well, the mom starts fighting them, and then they go, well, that's impressive that this bear is defending us. So I thought they were a little in awe and maybe started
1: to believe the the queen's a bear story. I feel like at the I see two bears fighting, I'm like, huh, those two bears are fighting. Maybe I can kill them both. Yeah, let's kill the stronger one from behind first.
0: Um, Although I think they they could also place bets on it. I think that's a real thing from, like, Russia. Um, They used to do bear baiting. They would uh, stake a bear down and then has sick dogs on it and see if a bear that's tied up could
1: still take out dogs. <laughs> they were savage people, like Russians. Go Russia. Uh, um, uh, but the fight was actually kind of cool. Like, two bears going at it, and, and again, it was she, the mother was more bear-like than queen-like at that point. Right,
0: she's tapping into some of that bear power and, that she used for running. And at that point, I, it still wasn't clear, like, can she match him in strength because she's a bear? Or does he have the ten man strength? Super she's bear? ten women. Yes. Yeah, so. You're saying that's not equal, huh? No, it's, it's not.
1: Sexist. So uh, either way. Uh, it was, but uh, it, for some reason, the fight reminded me of The Lion King. I kept waiting for like fire to start, just because it was two like quadrupeds fighting yeah. each other like standing up. I was like, that's. But uh, that didn't happen. That, so. that happens in, in animated movies often. Well, that's true. So I didn't. I guess get Lion a specific King was the reference. best one.
0: Um, uh, I maybe thought of the Golden Compass, but they didn't have armored helmets and things. So they had polar bears fighting now. I didn't that see one. that. But... It, it was not great. It was That's the weird. book was okay, but then the sequel spun off into Crazy Town, <laughs> uh, and then the movie didn't even get as good as the book. So uh, either way, they fight, and then ultimately she sees the rock move, and I went, "Oh, that was supposed to be the same stone circle." I didn't even put that together. Then, like, so she starts hitting him against the rock to try and make it fall, and yet I'm like. You are bashing his skull into a rock at least 15 times. I think that's going to be pretty effective, too. And was very savage, not in an animal way, in a, like, brutal human pounding uh, another skull into a rock way. Yeah. And yet then he shakes that off and knocks her back. And then the stone is finally falling.
1: But I, I was really surprised that like the little boys hadn't pushed her or something. Like It just sort of fell at the right time. It also seemed like when it was creaking, it was
0: that there's a large part of the top that is broken off, and that will fall, and yet when he finally is lunging at her, the entire thing falls like a tree that has been cut down, and I was like, oh, that's not the way I was reading it. Uh, so the physics there didn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah, but the, the heights didn't quite line up. Ultimately, but he gets crushed. So. It, it squishes him, and then... The the ghost guy pops out, and then he turns into a will of the wisp Well, he's a l- large blue ghost of himself, and he nods
0: thankfully at them. He's like, thank you for killing me. Gosh, I was trapped in that bear all this time, you know, being alive. <laughs> it's <was> tough. <laughs> uh, killing lots of people, I guess. But, yeah, like you said, it does call into question what the Will-o'-the-Wisps are. Are they all... <laughs> Uh, fratricidal murderers that have lived a thousand years, because um, then the creepy voices make sense. Uh, so ultimately, he ascends into Valhalla or wherever they have belief s- systems of. Uh, and Kiltland, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So then they, they, She's like, look, I sewed the uh, the quilting together.
1: So, we've had some technical difficulties. We have no idea what the cause is. So, if you hear a difference in your audio uh, right at this moment, that's why.
0: But I'm sure whatever got destroyed was gold, and there's no way we'll be able to remember it right now.
1: No, uh, I barely even remember seeing the movie at this point.
0: (laughs) So, we were discussing uh, the ending where the mother is trapped in the stone circle.
1: So, getting back into the plot... Merida thinks that she's solved the problem by knitting up the tapestry and she puts the tapestry over the mother bear and nothing happens which is exactly what I said would happen nothing <laughs>
0: well and it was a terrible sewing job was like three inch gaps The color of the thread what, didn't even match
1: well, that's so. clearly not the problem, because a, a yeah, minute well, later, the when she apologizes to her mother, it mends the metaphorical uh, separation, uh, which is exactly what I was expecting in a children's movie, that like when she cried and apologized to her mother, which is what all children should do, uh, then, it would, uh, then the magic spell would go away, which is exactly what happened.
0: I was actually uh, not clear on what made it go away. It's not like she had a big, I'm sorry, and then there was a thunderclap, and the mom was better. <laughs> She was she started like, oh, crying, I'm sorry. right? And then it's like, and then like ten seconds later, her mom's hand reaches out for her. and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Did the tapestry finally get around to working, or did the sun have to hit her?
1: No, like, it was the oh, apology.
0: I, <laughs> I guess she apologized there. I wasn't the close up on the tear
1: wasn't enough to <laughs> right. to tell you that that was important. That's what close ups are for—is to emphasize right. the importance of something.
0: The Mother should have swirled around in Magic the Second. I'm sorry, left her lips.
1: Uh, well, we don't actually know. They did a stupid thing where they didn't show the mother or the magical transformation. Where we just sort of focused on the daughter, and then a human hand comes up, and we're like, "You didn't notice the change in shape and volume and the sudden lack of fur? Like none of these things, you didn't. You didn't feel that at all, even if your eyes were closed. Like the tactile sensation, there should have been a. You should have noticed something going differently." I think Scottish women are
0: very hairy. So
1: <laughs> she looked very hairy on camera too. At that point, there's a surprising like sex joke where the father comes in and he's like, "Hey, everybody can see everything," and I was like, "Wow, I, I didn't expect them to actually address that."
0: <laughs> well, also, it's not—they can't see everything. The mom's got the tapestry fully around her. She goes, "I'm naked." I'm like. Now you've got a tapestry around you. I mean, you guys use kilts, and that's about it. This is almost more than what you you might normally wear.
1: In fact, they they made the kilt joke when the guy when the old guy lifted up his kilt, and uh, the other the other uh, chieftains are horrified by what they see. Uh, earlier yeah, in the they film, don't,
0: they don't have underpants, <laughs> is what we're covering.
1: Yeah, so. so essentially, she's wearing a dress and just going commando is, is yeah. what we're saying. And then the little boys run out and they're all butt naked, which is always hilarious. That's because our society sexualizes nudity when in fact it's natural. So that's, that's our pathology.
0: Sure thing. Yeah, <laughs> all you people from the Midwest in your hippie ways.
1: Yes, exactly. At this point, the movie is then basically over. It's, it's just some quick... Uh, there's almost no dialogue, sort of wrapping it up, showing the other tribes leave... But uh, it's not clear. Is she still going to have to marry one of them eventually? And it's just like, you get to pick now instead of playing a ridiculous game to choose for you?
0: Possibly. It's not really clear what changed aside from her mother's insistence that she marry now. Um, they show the shots of the other chieftains leaving, and then it pans up to uh, her and her mother riding horses along the ridge. And pretty much because she's riding a horse with her, it's like, oh, the mom came around and she got her way. And then the voiceover is... Uh, you can change your fate as long as you're brave enough which and that's where the the name of the movie comes from is that she didn't want to do something she stamped her foot and broke things till she got her <laughs> way and that's the definition of bravery
1: you're already you're already sounding like a dad and and not exactly <laughs> you don't get to do not what you taking want.
0: my kids to this movie <laughs> bad influence
1: it is a weird message because on the one hand they're trying to say hey girls can do whatever boys can do they can shoot arrows and ride horses and stuff like that which is a good message but then you're right her not thinking about the consequences of her actions and then not really getting punished for not thinking about those consequences is a weird like there's those are two separate messages that don't need to be tied together um, unless you just assume that all women are irrational or something like that
0: what who would assume that um no yeah like i said with the ending and her mom changing back it wasn't a big like oh she's learned her lesson for me she did apologize so it repaired the bond but it wasn't like oh she'll never do that again if she doesn't like something else she's probably going <laughs> to hold out till she got her way cuz it worked this time
1: well that's true that's actually uh this is a terrible children's movie <laughs> Great hair! Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, it was amazing hair work.
0: So it ends, and then they cut to the Celtic snowflakes, uh, which make no sense, we mentioned, because uh, there's no snow. There's like one shot that might be in the snow, and yet the whole ending credits has Celtic snowflakes falling, which points to what the original director intended, where they were going to uh, have it all set during the winter and snow. And yet they changed their minds after they fired her. And didn't change the credits because they had already rendered them, I guess.
1: Yeah, it seems like the credits are like an easy, like throwaway thing that you you hand off to the intern. But (laughs) they're like, "Oh, these are done. We're not going (laughs) to work on these." The the intern was clearly the original director's nephew.
0: He (laughs) left too. I'm out of here, man.
1: (laughs) As usual, the Pixar movie looks great, um, and it's up to their you know very high standards visually. But at this point, they're sort of victims of their own success. I just assume it's going to look great, so I don't even give Brave points for looking good. The uh, the story being as confused as it is, and not being clear whether it's going to be a, whether it's a comedy or or a fairy tale. It's supposed to teach a lesson. It's it's all sort of very confused and mixed up. Kind of going back to like Ratatouille, where they again change directors midway through, and the movie doesn't know what it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, if you like to look at p- pictures of the Scottish Highland, I suppose you could watch Brave, but otherwise I wouldn't really, there's not much to recommend it.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's stunning to look at. The story was confused and done better in Tangled or anything else. <laughs> the message, like I said, for kids isn't overly great. I doubt they would pick up on there being a theme or message, but uh, in the end, it's just so-so. Ratatouille is a very good comparison to it.
1: I don't know. I think sometimes kids pick up on things even if they can't articulate it. I think they still register uh, what subliminal something is about. Subliminal messaging? Not necessarily subliminal. It's just inarticulate.
0: Right.
1: I think is, it would be a better word. Um, so uh, don't show this movie to your kids, is what I'm saying. There you go. <laughs> show them a good wholesome movie like uh, Boogie Nights or something Exactly. Like that. <laughs> um, Glorious Bastards. <laughs> So I guess, uh, I guess that's it for this week.
0: If you think we got it totally wrong and Brave is a great movie to show your kids, email us at toomuchfilmschool at gmail.com. And let us know. Thanks for listening.